Greetings, and welcome to the Talk With History podcast. I am your host, Scott, here with my wife and historian, Jen. Hello. On this podcast, we talk about history's continuing impact on us and our personal journey through YouTube as we continue to explore, record, and share our history walks with you. But now, before we get into our main topic today, Jen, I want to lead off with our some of our five-star reviews of the week. So we did get a couple of five-star reviews. Now, folks listening may not realize this, but it's been probably about a month. We took about a month off around Thanksgiving. Yeah. I think it's appropriate with doing this video, too, on this subject, because I don't know if people realize that you are active-duty military. And I was. That's how we met. And so we move very often. And because of that movement, when holidays come around, sometimes it's really just inclusive of us to make the holidays happen for our family. So we have to sometimes take a break to make sure that, uh, you know, things at home are being taken care of like a Thanksgiving holiday for our kids. Yeah, absolutely. So, so the holidays get busy for us with, uh, being, being military. Um, but in that month we got two five-star reviews, (laughs) uh, one from someone I've known since I was very young and one from someone I believe that we've met most recently. So the, the first uh, five-star review is from Patty1835. Uh, she said about the Halloween episode, she said, so fun and interesting. Maybe next Halloween you can do an episode on the famous radio broadcast of the War of the Worlds, which I think would be a very interesting topic. Yes. That show was so realistic and it caused mass panic of an alien invasion, which I believe was part very of true. why it's, it's yeah. so infamous. Mm-hmm. The second five-star review is from Doug McL52. I believe we know who this is. Uh, and it was about the I Love Lucy episode. He said, I love Lucy too. Thank you for another <laughs> insightful episode. I learned so much about Lucy and Desi that I did not know. Um, so thank you to those who are leaving reviews. We encourage anybody else listening to, if you have an Apple podcast, uh, app, app, the Apple podcast app, leave us a, a five-star review in there. If not, you can reach out to us other other places. Um, and also don't forget to check out our other podcast, The History Buzz where we interview folks while chatting about history over a couple of drinks and we let the conversation wander where it may. Now, there are a lot of cemeteries with famous people buried in them. And we've covered a small portion of them. And we've discovered that there's so much history and a lifetime of stories to be told. But... I will venture to say that none of these sacred places hold the common ground among all Americans that Arlington National Cemetery does. For our Walk With History YouTube subscribers, this video really needs no introduction as it's our most popular video. And as of recording this podcast, it has around 53,000 views. So Jen, why don't you tell any of our listeners who haven't seen this video yet how Arlington came about for us? So this video is on Arlington National Cemetery. And for us, it was just really important for me to do this video because it all started with Maureen O'Hara. I was wanting to see what her grave looked like. And I knew she was buried in Arlington because she had been married to a brigadier general in the Air Force. 
And I had looked on YouTube to see if anyone had been to her grave and no one had been to her grave. Yeah. And, and for the for the audience, too, if you step back, if you listen to some of our past episodes, this may have come up. But Jen likes Maureen O'Hara, the old movie. <laughs> I act, like classic movies. She loves the classic movies. But largely because of John Wayne. Yes, I'm a big John Wayne she, fan. Jen, you are a huge John Wayne fan, largely influenced by your father. Yes. And, you know, John Wayne is John Wayne. Well, almost everybody knows John Wayne. Yes. Not as many people know Maureen O'Hara. At least not, I would, I would I'll say, in my generation. Sure. But if you're a huge John Wayne fan, yes. Maureen O'Hara actually did quite a few movies with him. Yeah, she was, I mean, he was her favorite co-star, she says. like, yeah. And he loved working with her as well. Um, made lots of movies with John Ford, and they're known for that famous movie, The Quiet Man, yeah. together. Um, most people remember Maureen O'Hara from Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. She plays the mother. She's also in The Parent Trap, the original. And she's in that as well. So most people will remember her if they don't know her yeah. within the John Wayne. So so that's really where the genesis of, yeah. hey, we're, we're near... We're, yes, you know, we, we were going to be in D.C. Yes, we were going to visit family. Yes, and so we brought we we made a point to say let's do a day in Arlington, yeah. and we thought oh we'll get this done with the family it'll be so easy we'll yeah, get in we were there. there with six or six other people yeah am I counting that right no head? five six yeah so five, with us five of us so and eleven six others so eleven all together right and no first of all what you need to know about Arlington is um. You can't drive in Arlington. Right. You can take the tram. You can pay the ticket, the money to take the tram. And the tram has a very um, st- localized route. Uh, it'll take you to the Tomb of the Unknown. It'll take you around some more famous graves. But it's not going to go off route. And so if you want to, I mean, Arlington is 639 acres. There's 400 thousand people buried there so if you want to like see something in particular like us you've got to get ready to do some walking you you have to be ready ahead of time and that's the one thing right and holding true to to what we're trying to do on this podcast of talking a little bit about behind the scenes right we're doing this with our family yes you know visiting we're kind of making the youtube channel work at the same time as trying to carry out life yes we were like oh yeah we'll be fine <laughs> doing it with the whole family and <laughs> and we we come to find out like man this place is massive we got to take trams you know we've got kids and your mom and us walking yeah. around and figuring all this stuff out so we decided we did like one or two graves and then we said let's just do this you and i when my mom had offered to watch the kids for us a day. We said, "Let's we'll come back to Arlington and we'll do it." Just so. Of us. So, what was the first? What's the first grave we're going to talk about? Uh, well, I want to give a little background about Arlington first, okay. and then get more into the the graves we're going to talk about. But um, this first video was very important on people who were influencing that I thought were big movie influencers and who influenced me in my military career. So that's kind of the twofold of what it is. But I also give some history on Arlington because sometimes people don't know the whole story. And so Arlington Cemetery was really Robert E. Lee's home before the Civil War. He had married Mary Ann Custis Lee, who was the great granddaughter of Martha Washington, with her first husband, Daniel Custis. And when she marries George Washington, he basically adopts her children. And then, of course, his he he adopts her children, and then they inherit his land. He, his 
grandson has the money to buy Arlington, build Arlington, then leaves it to his daughter. And that's who... So George Washington's grandson. Yes. Okay. And that's who he leaves it to his daughter, who's Marianne Custis, who marries Robert E. Lee. So that's kind of how this all starts, right? And so then the Civil War happens. And he leaves right away. He leaves in uh, 1961 in, in May. And she's told pretty quickly that the union is going to come and start taking property outside of DC just to occupy it at this time. It's not even thinking of a cemetery. So she buries a lot of her possessions in the yard and takes a lot of her possessions with her. And then within a month, the troops, the union troops have taken Arlington by uh, May 24th. So it's on May 14th that one of her enslaved woman, women, um, Selena Gray takes a lot of things that are of George Washington's possessions. And one of them is the tent. And we talk about the tent that's at the Revolutionary War Museum. We have that because of Selena Gray. So she had some forethought to save a lot of heirlooms. And that we, we have her to thank for that. So then what happens is there's an army quartermaster named Megs who goes to school with Lee. And he joins the Union, and he's so mad that Lee has gone with the Confederacy that he's put in charge of finding land for federal cemeteries. Because by this time in the war, it's been three years. They don't they didn't think it was going to go on for this long. They basically have started filling up all the federal cemeteries in D.C. with Civil War dead. So this is 1964. This is three years later. And he's like... Arlington is prime location. It's up on the hill. So he's going to stick it to his old buddy. He is. He's like really mad. And I'll tell you why, how he does it too. He buries the first body in the garden because he knows that that's where Marianne Custis Lee's favorite spot is. So the first person buried in Arlington is William Henry Christman. And he's 19 years old. He dies of the measles. And we've talked about this before, that most people in the Civil War will die from disease. And he buries it right in the garden. Man, that's like, that's the, so that, that was such an interesting fact to me of like this, here's this guy who's holding the grudge against someone <laughs> that like he knew for a long time, yeah, right? Respected. Respected and all that stuff. And it was so mad that he joined the other side. He's like, okay, this is, this is my way to get to yeah. get back at him. I don't right? want you coming back here. I don't think you deserve this. I don't think you deserve to be in this country. And so much so that I'm going to make it so your favorite spots will be taken I'm over. Gonna, I'm going to start burying bodies in your mm-hmm. yard. Yep. And that's basically what happens. So that's how Arlington becomes a national cemetery. So just to give some background, just so people understand where, where the word Arlington comes from. It's it's actually... Um, yeah, why is there a house in Arlington National why, Cemetery? Yeah, it looks like a, a big yeah. home. It's called Arlington yeah. House. Yeah, that's, that's where they lived. Yes. It was... It was um, Mary Ann Custis Lee's father, who builds the home, uh, names it for Arlington, Gloucestershire, England, because that's where their ancestral family is from. Yeah, and if you've never been to Arlington National Cemetery, if you get up to Arlington House, which is, I think, the highest point yeah, in, national, in you the, can look in down the cemetery, you can see the Washington Monument. Mm-hmm. You can see all over D.C. I mean, it's a, it's a, you talk about prime location. It's a beautiful view. It's a beautiful spot. Um, and n- not only because of the nowadays setting, mm-hmm. um, but you can see the mall, you can see all that stuff. So sure. it's it's pretty neat being there. <laughs> yeah. So so that's why um, Arlington National Cemetery has become 
it became a cemetery. And that's why most of the bodies that are there are going to be from Civil War on. So you're not going to have older military conflicts buried there. Now, there are older bodies there. I think some of the family of the Lee family, of the Custis family, are buried there because they had died there. And also, anybody who was enslaved by the Lees could be buried there as well. So there's a whole section to the enslaved of their family that is actual is actually buried there as well. But so that is how Arlington now is the National Cemetery of the United States. And I when we went there, one of the first people I wanted to find was Kara Holtgreen. And Kara Holtgreen was important to me because as a midshipman of Penn State, I had read her book, Call Sign Revlon. Now Kara Holtgreen was buried much more recently. Yes. She because she dies in 1994. Yeah. She's the first naval aviator um, fighter pilot female. female. So for me, it was very inspirational. She's the first female to qualify in an F-14. And what happens is she she actually crashes her F-14 on the USS Abraham Lincoln off the coast of San Diego. It's, It's one of those things that she stalls out. And as... They're ejecting her co-pilot, her NFO is fine, but just like, I think it was like 0.1 second. The plane had rolled to such a degree that she ejects into the ocean and she dies instantly. Yeah, there was, there was a cool, you actually can find, right, as I was making the video, I I could find some news clips because... Mm When there's usually there's a first of anybody doing anything yeah, in the military. She was you, interviewed. You'll get some interviews mm-hmm. and some coverage. And we I found out through you that her call sign was Revlon. Yes, because she wore makeup. She wore makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that was really interesting. And it was cool to, to yeah. go and see that. Yeah. And there was, there was a lot of controversy around her crash, right? People yeah. like, and you can imagine 60 minutes at a whole special are women how did she get where she was are women getting pushed through the pipeline Mm -hmm. you know all sorts all sorts of stuff and it's that's gonna stuff like that for those who aren't familiar with the military like we are stuff like that's gonna come up regardless of how amazing you are or how bad you are exactly um so but it was cool just to go because she was a huge influence yes and i had never been there so for me it was neat you'll see me actually like salute her grave in the video because i'm just very inspired by her yeah. uh the other grave we so because we go to marina o'hara i was looking up other people kind of related to her movies and i had found that lee marvin was buried in arlington and i loved lee marvin i really only had known him from the man who shot liberty valance and that is an amazing john wayne movie jimmy stewart john wayne lee marvin black and white John um, John Ford directed it. It's one of those movies that really makes you think about there is a time when you do need someone to fight. Yeah, There is a time when it's not going to be enough to just be smart and know the words and know the law. There is going to be somebody sometime who has to actually fight. So, so if, if people don't know that movie, mm-hmm. you give us like a one or two sentence overview. You have John Wayne, old gunslinger, who's trying to make it on the frontier. And you have Jimmy Stewart who comes into town, who's a lawyer. And he wants to bring the law to like a lawless uh, rural area out in the West somewhere that hasn't even 
found statehood yeah, yet. And Lee Marvin plays the antagonist. The huge antagonist. He's Liberty Valance. He's like this bad guy who just, as you can imagine, in the Old West just comes in and terrorizes everybody and people just pay him off or do whatever it takes to get him and away. If, do I, am I remembering right that he, did he get nominated for an award for this? Not for this. Or, but the, he, or did the movie in general? The movie in general. Did. Yes. Um, for I, Best Picture. Best Picture. Like yeah. mm-hmm. And because it's shot in black and white. John Ford makes a point to shoot it in black and white, even though this is way past color, you know, um, but because he wants that kind of grittiness. But you have in the end, Jimmy Stewart is trying to prove a point that he can take down this guy with just being smart. He can take down this guy just being, you know, using books and stuff and, and <laughs> Liberty Valance is having none of it. Yeah. Challenges him to a shootout. Yeah. And in the, I mean, you have to watch it. I don't want to give it away. Yeah, the, the end has a pretty good twist. Yeah. And, and, and the one thing I will say, and then we'll get into the kind of graveside itself. Um, again, as, as someone who was not familiar with this movie and who's not as huge a fan as old movies mm-hmm. as you are, right? Um, but as making this video, if you're listening to this podcast and you've never seen some of these old movies, I would encourage you to see if you can find them streaming somewhere yeah. or rent it for yes. a night. Because these old movies, the one thing that I realized is I've covered folks like Jimmy Stewart and John Wayne and some of these these actors, mm-hmm. right? Um, they can't cover up a movie with special effects, with you know music that's super catchy, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Like this is just acting in its kind of golden age. Yes. And the acting that I see, even in just finding clips for these movies, absolutely blows me away. Yes. I mean, he was fantastic. And he went on to have a very long and and storied Hollywood career. Absolutely. I always say there's few people that can hold their own against John Wayne as a... And Jimmy Stewart. And and Jimmy Stewart as an antagonist. Yeah. And Lee Marvin does it. Yeah. He and... I haven't seen anyone who can really pull it off quite like he does in this movie. Yeah, yeah. He he was fantastic. And I was just, again, I, this is, happens to me multiple times. I guess I should stop being surprised. <laughs> I'm looking up these old, super famous, super, you know, decorated actors um, and actresses and just seeing how amazing they are. Yes. So, so that's a movie that I would encourage folks to look up because Lee Marvin's gravesite was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And you know, his, so the Arlington is kind of difficult. Sometimes it gives you the section and then it gives you the grave number and Lee Marvin's, I got to the section I'm, and I'm looking at the numbers and they're not in order and I'm looking all around, I'm looking all around. And then there's a very famous grave in that section of Joe Lewis, which doesn't look like the other white graves. It's actually a different color and it's bigger. And Lee Marvin's is actually right beside Joe Lewis. Yeah. So I was like, oh, there it is. Not in sequential order at all. Yeah. Um, so that so it was easy to find in that regard, but hard to find because it's, it's not in the order it should be. But he was a Marine. And that's why he's in Arlington National Cemetery. He was a Marine in World War II. He is in the Battle of Saipan on June 18th, 1944. And he gets machine gun fire that severs his sciatic nerve. Basically, he's shot in the buttocks like uh, Forrest Gump. And he spends uh, a year in a military hospital. So he gets the Purple Heart as well. And it's after that that he decides to go into acting and he, he gets best actor in 1965. That's the clip we use in the, in the 
video for Cat Baloo, which is also like a Western. And he plays a dual character. So he's playing two different parts. And I think people were just really impressed with his acting. And that's, I mean, he wins Best Actor, which is pretty big deal. Uh, He's actually named in honor of Robert E. Lee. Is he really? Yeah. I don't think I knew that. It's like his first cousin, twice removed or third removed or something like that. But he dies of a heart attack in 1987. He's 63 years old and he's buried in Section 7A. So that's the same section as uh, Joe Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, a decorated, you said Marine? Marine. Decorated Mm -hmm. Marine who decides to like, oh yeah, I'm going to go into acting and just... (laughs) Then knocks it out of the park in, in acting. Yeah, and people, I mean, people like Lee Marvin for like The Dirty Dozen. Yep. He's known for yep. a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah, there's some old war, t- war movies mm-hmm. uh, that he's in that, that are actually more famous than The Man Who Shot Liberty yeah, Balance. Yeah, but that's stuff. what I know him yeah. from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one of the graves that we go to there, That's what's interesting about Arlington, to kind of go off, is you don't really allow to put a lot of things there they're allowed to stay permanent so they don't really allow flags there they only allow flags on memorial day and they'll put a flag on every grave but um they don't really allow stationary flowers they usually remove those things they don't really allow i think they allow wreaths for christmas but one person who's allowed to have flowers all the time is audie murphy really yes so that's another So he's the only one that's allowed Yes, I think sometimes, and, a couple others. and like maybe some the John F. Kennedy. Is that just because of how decorated he just was? Just because of how decorated he is. Okay, so, so 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 tell us who Audie Murphy is. So Audie Murphy is actually the second most visited visited gravesite behind JFK. Wow. Yeah, I don't think I knew. That. And his is, I mean, it's, it's there's nothing. lots of stuff there, but it's small. It's it's not like so. Like I told you, Joe Lewis will have a different grave. It's bigger. Other people might have different graves. I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg has like a big black marble grave. Audie Murphy just has a white pillar like most of the other graves there. And he is considered the most decorated soldier of World War II. Now, there's some debate about that. After I had said that in the video, uh, people had some debate about that. So yeah, that's they still brought up open. a couple other people. But. A couple other people. But he's one of them. Or if not, he's known for. Uh, they've actually made a walkway to his grave since it's so visited. It's on the tram tour. It'll have flowers there. You'll be able to pick it out. What's interesting about his grave, though, is he's a Medal of Honor recipient. And there was a time when they replaced all of the Medal of Honor recipient graves with gold leaf. And he 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 had told his family that he doesn't want anything special about his grave. So when they asked his family if they could replace it, they said no. So even it says Medal of Honor, it is not gold leafed or anything. He said he didn't want to stand out. Now, he did some movie stuff too, right? So yeah, so he he actually was in like 47 films. He had a 21-year movie career. But what is interesting about Audie Murphy is he lies about his age and he's too thin to get into the Navy and the Air Force and the Marine Corps. He's very like Captain America. Yeah. And then he's finally accepted by the Army. That's crazy. It's crazy. And so then what he does, like his most famous, when he, when he, when he receives the Medal of Honor, it's in 1945. He holds back six tanks on his own. He tells his company to, to take cover and he holds off these six tanks for an hour. And he does this. I think he had just turned 19 years old. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Just turned 19 years old. 
and he does this. And this is what this is how he um, he's awarded the the Medal of Honor. But he has tons of. I mean, he has. I I think I go into all the awards he yeah. has received yeah, a lot. in the military, and they're all on his. Not all of them are on the the stone, but a bunch of them. Uh, but yeah, he so he has this movie career. He comes back. He processes his PTSD through movies. He does like the Red Badge of Courage. He does To Hell and Back, and those are military movies. Um, I think To Hell and Back is about his about himself. It's about his story. But most of his movies are westerns. That's kind of what he does a lot of. And he dies in a plane crash, unfortunately, um, in 1971, right before he turns 46 years old. So, yeah. And like I said, it, he, uh, I'm trying to think, he was filming his last film. It's called The Time for Dying. So it's actually very ominous. But, um, yeah, that's... Audie Murphy, like he's, like I said, most people know him for movies. Most people know him actually as the most decorated soldier of World War II. And he's, again, the second most visited grave. It's kind of convenient. I use that word loosely because it's right across from the um, Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Yeah, it, uh, so, his, his was a much easier to find. Yes. But again, it's it's one of the, like, I think it's literally probably marked as one of, like, the popular graves that's on, like, visitor stuff there, right? It's the tram stops there. Yes. Um, it's pointed out. It's it's pointed out. It's mm-hmm. it's very clear. It's a lot of people. And, and again, my own ignorance here, I had no idea who he was. <laughs> I, had, I had no clue. My right? mom, like, people mostly know from the movies. Yeah. Because, like, he made a movie about his life. So yep. people know. Yeah, he played himself. Played right? himself. Yeah. So people know him from the movies. Yeah. But I'd say right down the hill. Was it kind of down the hill from the Tomb of the Unknown? Was Maureen O'Hara? Or was she down the hill from Arlington House? No, it was down the hill from uh, a Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. It was in that area. Yes. So yeah, Maureen O'Hara is who we came to see. Yeah. And when I even got there, it looked like no one even knew she was there. I wanted to like yell out to people, this is Maureen O'Hara. Like, cause to me, it was like, how do people not know she's right here? Now, her stone is a little bigger. Right. And she it's, has- not, it's not, I mean, it's, it's hers, but she shares it with her husband. Husband. Her husband's first. And she's buried there because. Because of him. Right. So if you are married or a child, and I think a child not quite of age, you can be buried at Arlington Cemetery. So the Arlington Cemetery is not just open for service members. It's open for service members. And her husband was what? Like a two or three star? He was a Brigadier General. Air Force. In the Air Force. And And he was actually her second husband. Her second and his third. Yeah. (laughs) And... um. They met in 1971. He dies in 1978. He's 69 when he dies. So he was probably, what, 62? 62 when they got married? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're, you're doing the math. I trust you. Yeah. The public math. <laughs> so, I mean, they married late in life. Yeah. Right? But she says he's the love of her life. Yeah. And she will forever miss him. And she doesn't marry after him. And no, I think you're right. I think he's her third. And I think she's his third. I think it's both the thirds. And and didn't you say, I think you say this in the video too, that like she always said that he was who John Wayne. Yes, pretended to be. Pretended to be. So she always said that. She said, I married the man that John Wayne pretended to be in movies. Yeah. Because John Wayne will do like, you know, 
where the, eagles fly. Yeah, and, the roughest of the toughest. Yeah, and, like you know, he'll he'll play know. these aviators, yeah. right? Where eagles dare to fly, and like those those war movies, right. right? And he's playing like these really tough heroic men, and she said, "I married that man. Yeah. I he I married the real deal." And so, um, and and so finding her grave there, she has one of those a bigger marble grave, and she's married under Fitzsimmons Blair. So she's married. She's she's buried under Marine Fitzsimmons Blair, and then it says smaller Marine O'Hara. So you have to kind of be looking. And if you try to look her up on the Arlington site, it won't pop up under Marine O'Hara. You have to look up Marine Blair because that's his name, Charles Blair. Uh, so we we visited there. We left Iraq. I talked a little bit about John Wayne and her, and I talked a little bit about Lucille Ball because she was. Her and Lucille Ball had kind of started making movies at the same time, yeah. kind of B movies, and she claims to have been there the, when Lucy met Desi for the first time. Yeah. And, you know, we just kind of go into John Ford and the other movies she made. Like, I, I'm a huge fan of Tyrone Power. She made a movie with Tyrone Power. She made a movie with Jimmy Stewart. Like, she was this huge actress that was a great leading lady. She played in a lot of roles opposite a a strong leading man and she could hold her own. And that's why John Wayne has that famous, famous saying, she's the greatest guy he ever knew. Yeah. (laughs) That's a great quote (laughs) because she could hold her own. Yeah. And that's what he really liked about her. And even when they did the quiet man, there's that part where he's dragging her through the field. And like, he really did that, you know? And so, and she had just had a baby, you know, but she was like all for whatever it takes. So she, she said that um, when she would be interviewed, she said, leading men really appreciated that about her. Like she was willing, willing to do whatever it took to get the shot and to do the stunt. So, um, yeah, it was really, I was really, really honored to find her grave. I think I left her heart rock and she was very important. So I'm, she was the biggie. And I think she's the picture on our, yeah, she's the thumbnail. thumbnail. She's, and and I think to your to to your credit, I think she's the reason that that video kind of took off. I do too. Right. Plus, I, I think I did a pretty good job making it. So I think you did too. <laughs> Although some people get upset a little bit with those uh, cut-ins, but yeah, you know, people have opinions about you know. But when we're when trying it, to keep it interesting, it's, so I was actually looking again, interesting behind the scenes here. I was looking, and YouTube analytics will actually give you impressions. So basically, how many people it's been shown to. It's been almost a million people. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, I think it's a great video to do those types of people in Arlington, those those movie makers, those those history makers that are in the media, because most people don't realize that they're there. So, yeah. And in impressions, it's not like it's in your in your direct feed. It could be one of the 15 different thumbnails on your on your YouTube home screen or something like that. But I just thought that was cool. Like, yeah, because it's it's one of our more popular videos. So, um so uh, the one last thing i wanted to talk about real quick was um the tomb of the unknown yes that opened or was dedicated november 11th 1921 um the first person in turn there was a soldier from world war one right and so they just had that 100-year anniversary. Yeah, that was a month or two ago. Yeah, so November 11th Yeah, and Veterans Day. Yeah. And that was the first time they allowed the public to get close to the tomb and lay flowers and I stuff. Think, I think it's like the, this was the first time ever. In 100 the, years. Yeah, the first. Because mm-hmm. it's always been guarded. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's always been guarded. 
So I thought that was really neat. And, 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 I just... and again, for, for anyone listening who doesn't isn't familiar with the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, this is essentially more a monument. Yes. Right. A memorial. A memorial. To yes. All of those people. All of those soldiers that are killed in action that can never be brought home mm-hmm. that are missing in action that, you know etc and all that stuff and so the army actually has a dedicated unit that guards it 24 7 365 days a year rain snow doesn't matter doesn't right? matter what you walk in there all night long all day long and it's actually incredibly prestigious yes. for folks in the army to go through this unit um and incredibly difficult to 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 get qualified to be screened to come in and do it, and they take their job seriously. Super. You cannot like be talking during changing of the guard there. You cannot. I mean, they'll yell at you, and if I've seen like random videos of people like trying to run up and trying to you know mm-hmm. either mess with them or try to touch a thing, they don't fuck around. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. don't. They don't. And I think I think you have to adhere to certain guidelines if you're on that in that group you can't drink right i think you're not allowed you have to always present yourself in a prestigious way like i think there are these rules if you're going to be a part of the tomb of the unknown soldier guard you have to take a take it upon yourself to uphold the standard for, for, for military wise i mean it's kind of like you are guarding some of the most hallowed yeah. ground yes that they, that you can that you can guard right this this symbol of all of those soldiers who who pay the ultimate price yes. for the country that never came home mm-hmm. that were never identified that you know they fell where they did yes. and and they gave their life and 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 they stayed there yes. um, because nobody was able to bring them home and that's you know when people go to Arlington that's one of the th- things people want to see is the yeah. changing of it's, the guard it's really neat cuz those guys i mean they practice ad nauseum and they are i mean to a t perfect yeah. in what they do their precision it's it's incredible it's, it's like kind of like eighth and i yes like the marine corps eighth mm-hmm. and i like mm-hmm. the, the drill stuff yes but just with something much more solemn yes yeah yeah so if you ever get a chance that's the one of the things the tram will take you to it's one of the things you get to see i think they change every it's like hour i thought it was 20 minutes no it's 20 not, it's minutes? Not 20 it's like it's it's every hour it's uh, not every 20 minutes if somebody knows T- tell us yeah hit us up on twitter at talk with hit us up on twitter. i don't think it's an hour they're not gonna make you march for an hour back and forth on they're doing this uh 24 hours a day yeah that's do it every 20 minutes i don't think it's every hour we'll Maybe look it up 30 minutes. tell you what we'll, we'll follow up in the next episode <laughs> yeah. we'll do we'll have a little uh podcast follow-up in the next episode um but now they have women who are on that yep. guard as well yeah, i she think was, she was out there when we were there she was out there when we were there yeah she was inspecting yeah because i think when they switch they not they not only switch the guard they have their inspector come out and then switch them you know so but that so we're going to do more episodes with more of the people we saw because we want to give this time and yeah we don't want to do an hour-long podcast um that's not what talk with history is it's supposed to be kind of bite-sized um and so as you can tell by the stories of those that we covered just today and and how much there is to talk about we've really barely scratch the surface of what we personally have covered at Arlington. So you can look forward to the next part of our Talk With History Arlington series next week, uh, bright and early Monday morning. We'll continue doing this, and there'll probably be multiple podcasts covering Arlington because there's so much detail and so many good stories there. Yes, um, It's going to take us a few episodes to, to cover everything because we've been back twice. Um, 
So thank you again for listening to the Talk With History podcast, and please reach out to us at our website, talkwithhistory.com. But more importantly, if you know someone else that might enjoy this podcast, please share this with them, especially if you think that today's topic would interest a friend. Shoot them a text, tell them to look up the Talk With History podcast because we rely on you, our community, to grow, and we appreciate you all every day. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you.